incarnate in the flesh. James tells us that every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. All of these good gifts, the heart of our God, one of God's love languages is gift giving. He loves to bless. His blessings go places I think they shouldn't go, and I would judge they shouldn't go, to people who are non-deserving. I'm one of those non-deserving people. Every good and perfect gift is from above. I think today is a great opportunity for us then to talk about this greatest gift of all time. Raise your hand if you have ever received a Christmas present. All right, almost everyone in here has received a Christmas present. Can you think of what is the gift you remember wanting most for Christmas? What's the thing that you asked that you really wanted and hoped to get for Christmas? Do you, do you have that image in mind? Do you feel that sense of anticipation or remember it in some way? What is the thing that you wanted so bad it caused you pins and needles? That's your minister as a little guy. Kind of reddish hair and stuff. It's all downhill from there. But I remember the anticipation of Christmas. And here's me a little older with my sister, with the Christmas tree, just anxious. And, you know, the things I wanted as a kid, they, they were just fun. They weren't necessarily world life-changing kinds of things for the good of all humanity. Uh, they were just Hot Wheels. And I had, I had a progression of things, toys that I loved to play with as a little boy and that I greatly desired. And I don't know if you can relate, if you can remember the stages of the gifts that it began with Hot Wheels and then from there it went to Star Wars figures and then from Star Wars figures to these little G.I. Joe soldiers and then they invented this new thing called Transformers and all along the way I've had a lifelong love of Legos. I just always loved to play with Legos and uh, actually the love of Legos followed me into adulthood and so but I remember a particular Christmas that something new was invented. It was something uh, that was just magical to me. It was a video game system called Nintendo. <laughs> and this Nintendo had a game called The Legend of Zelda. And it came in a shiny golden cartridge that you would plug in to play this game. And I remember uh, anticipating that so badly. See, I kind of made it worse for myself because I knew that my parents hid all of the Christmas presents in the top, si in the top of my dad's side of the closet. And I would go check that before Christmas because I was a naughty little boy. And I remember seeing that Nintendo show up 
in the top shelf of my parents' closet. And the anticipation was killing me. I could not wait for that. And what made it worse is that I had to act completely surprised when I unwrapped it Christmas morning. Well, as you grow up, the anticipation of Christmas changes. It's not so much about you as you grow up. It becomes more about your kids. My kids anticipated Christmas too. And it's, it's been a joy to have all my daughters and my new son-in-laws here with us. I'm probably going to get in trouble because that's not the best picture maybe, but it's just a fun one. <laughs> fun one that I remember. Do you have a story from your life, a time of great anticipation, something that you really hoped to get, that you waited for with pins and needles? Do you remember your special Christmas gift that you wanted? So in our text from this morning, we're going to be reading from Luke's gospel. God told a man that he was going to get to peak at the greatest Christmas gift of all time. But this man didn't know when this gift would be given, when he would get this gift. All he knew is that he would receive his present sometime before he died. Can you imagine the anticipation? See, at least Christmas was a fixed date for for me when I knew I got... But this is a gift that is so much more important than any of those toys I received as a kid. This is the gift that saves us from our sins. There was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day the Spirit led him into the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. And he took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised, for I have seen your salvation which you prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him, and then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, this child, this child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. From Luke chapter 2, 27 through 35. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, being born into our world, it changes everything for all humanity. 
And I hope that this is something that gives you hope. Because this means that no matter what you're going through, you're not going through it alone. You're not beyond the reach of Jesus Christ. I want you to know that every struggle you're going to face, every temptation, every sin, every discouragement, depression, the loss of a loved one, broken relationships, children who are struggling, addiction issues, fear, anxiety, your own lament and sadness over a lost dream. See, each and every one of us is carrying something heavy. We all have heavy things. And I want you to know that whatever you're dealing with, you are not beyond the reach of God because of the present that he gave us in Jesus Christ. That's an amazing present. The way that God reaches out to us and the way that he enters into our lives is through the wonder and mystery of the incarnation. Through a little baby born in a manger in Bethlehem a little more than 2,000 years ago. Isaiah prophesied about this birth hundreds of years before it happened. He said, The Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, God with us. When God enters into human flesh as a baby, he initiates his divine rescue mission, a present that gives us life a lifeline of salvation available to everyone who will take a hold of him. And even to this day, every burden we carry, every impossible situation we face, we have hope that we know that we are not alone in our struggles. We are never beyond the reach of God because of this baby born in the most humble of circumstances. A child was given as a present to humanity in order to save humanity. So I have done something a little bit different in canceling children's hour, and I need the kids of this church to come up here today. If you would be willing to come up, our little kids, anyone who goes to children's Bible hour, come up here and stand by Mr. Calvin. I need your help this morning. I need your help. Good. Come on. Come on, Daisy. All right. Oh, she's not. Okay. No problem. This is a bit much. This is a bit much. Oh, I won't say anything to your little sister then. That's too much. So here's some of our kids in our church. And now, oh, good. Come on. That's Lyra's little sister. Uh, Daisy, Daisy wants you to know she was born first before her little sister. All right, so I need some of you guys to come up here, and you're going to stand on these chairs. You usually don't have permission to stand on the chairs, do you? Can you stand here first? Do you want to stand by your sister right here? Just stand right there. Oliver, you want to stand here? Oh, don't flip it. Don't tell our secrets yet. Okay, hold it like that. You want to do right here? Oliver, you want to come up here? Here, you want to stand by your brother, Remy? Okay, we'll put you right between. Okay. So you're going to hold it like that, and you're going to hold it like that, and you're going to hold it like that. Okay, very good. 
I'm so happy to get the kids in our church up here. You guys are doing great. All right, you're going to help us as a church remember some of the names of, of the Lord that he has given us in the prophet Isaiah. So the way you're going to do this is we're going to start down here <coughs> with Daisy. For, us, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called, you lift it up over your head, Wonderful counselor. Ready? Can you lift it up over your head? Mighty God. Hold him up. Hold him up. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. Keep holding him up so everyone can see. Did we get him right? I got to check. Good job, you guys. Praise God. All right. You can put him down. You can put him down. Now, this next one is going to be even more complex, all right? So, I love free spirits. Isn't this great? We're so uninhibited. Watch those stairs. All right, you guys can put your signs down here on the chair. Okay. Now, can you guys make your way over to the stairs and come down here? Here, you want to come here? No? Over here, Daisy. Wonderful counselor. Come this way. Oh, we're not done yet, Remy. We're not done. You guys ready? We're going to meet you up front here. Can you guys come here? So, we're going to do a visual illustration as well. Because the special thing about the gift we have been given... It's like a light that has come into this world. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Watch that. Okay, good job. But Jesus isn't just the light of the world. He turns us into lights as well. Do you guys know what happens if you turn a flashlight on in a dark room? Yes. You've done that before? What's it do? It lights it up. And it shows you things that you couldn't see before. Did you know we're supposed to be like lights in this world? All right. So this next one, I need you guys to come and hand these out. Will you guys come and take a bunch of these and start giving them to all of our people? We're going to do, a, this is our sermon analogy. Can you start taking these and giving them to people? Can you go give those to people? You want to pass them out? All right. Hey, you teens, want to come help as well? We're going to pass these out to anyone who wants one. And this is going to be fun little Christmas light of the world analogy of the way that this gift that Jesus has given us, the way it has come and changed this world forever.
All right, keep passing them out to everyone who wants one. Raise your hand if you still want one and need one. Be more, a few more toward the back. All right, any parents of young kids, I need your help from keeping this from falling off the rails completely. <laughs> you kids all help me so much. I want our Bible Hour kids to go sit down back with your parents. And I want the teens up here with me. Let's give our kids a hand. They did a great job. And now we got our teens help to help share the light up here with me. I just want you to know, I wanted to say that uh, Tristan and Tommy taught the class today while Jonathan and Mackenzie are gone. Proud of those guys for doing that. All right. Is everyone settled who needs to be settled? Because we're going to turn the lights off a minute. So, Kylie Joe, you want to come stand by me? Oh, you got extras? Okay, thank you. Here, you want to take that one? You can take that one with you. Quick, run back to mom and dad. All right. Do you understand what the analogy is? Let's go ahead and close or shut off those lights. Everyone got a seat? Let's turn them all off. One more. Ooh. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. This is a light we're meant to share. We don't hide this light. Instead, we put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house.
Everyone hold your light up and take a look around. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now, if you would, let's go ahead and sing a song together. Hark the herald angels sing Glory to the newborn King Peace on earth and mercy mild Come and see earth's reconciled Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies, with angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the sing glory to the newborn king mild he lays his glory by born that man no more may die born to raise the sons of earth born to give them second birth. Veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity, pleased as man with man to dwell. Jesus saw Emmanuel. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace, Hail the Son of Righteousness, Light and Life, all He brings, Rest with healing in His wings. Christ the Highest heaven adored, Christ the Everlasting Lord, come desire of nations, come fix in us my humble hope. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Praise God. Can I have lights again?
Go ahead and blow those out. And be careful of hot wax. Jesus Christ coming into this world is the greatest gift you and I have ever received. Thank you, guys, kids and teens. Let's give them a round of applause for helping us do all that. All right, let's go ahead and wrap up this sermon. All the hope you have, every answered prayer, every rescue mission that God initiated on your behalf, it all originates in this baby born in a manger. God and sinners are reconciled through this child and the life that he lived. I know that God is with me because of that child. Praise God for the present that saves us from our sins and gives us hope of everlasting life together with him. Dad, you can come up. That's our sermon. We always offer an invitation in this congregation. The people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. From Matthew chapter 4, verse 16. If you need the prayers of this church, if you want to put the Lord on in baptism, we make an opportunity for that every week at this, this congregation. For those who are visiting, we're thrilled to have you. And it is my joy to get to have our young people help me out this morning. Let's go ahead and stand and sing together. Song 2.